Welcome in to another edition of Down in Flames Podcast, episode number 14, kicking off today here on a Thursday night. Got a lot in store here. Thomas here, joined by the almost usual crew. We've got Peyton. Is not ac- we actually we don't have Peyton. We've got uh, Jared. We've got producer Mike, and we've got Kyle alongside us here with our weekly recap to start us off. We're going to talk a little bit of World Series. Talk a little bit of NFL. I think Kyle's got a rant in store for us, but we'll see. We'll uh, see how the night goes. I, I may. <laughs> he's I don't. He's not sounding too enthusiastic about that. So I wasn't see. mad earlier this week at all. No, that's a it's, it's a good thing for the rest of us. It's a good thing we're doing this on a Thursday night. It's and a not a you're very Saturday lucky night. this was not on Sunday night. Actually, you're lucky it wasn't a Monday night because that's when I was the most angry. So let's just say I still really do not like Jim Harbaugh. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, but you'll yeah, hear later we'll, on. Well, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Hey, he's number one on the hit list now. He is. He Who's is. number two? Tom Brady. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady. Can we put two. Peyton there? Because since he's not here this week, <laughs> Peyton's <laughs> number two just for this week. Just for this week. I don't know who knows where he's at. <laughs> where he's in he? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Him and Pat Mahomes uh, getting some good barbecue right now? Yeah, he had to go scout his uh, fantasy player, make sure he's still healthy. That's you know? dedication right it there. Is. Dedication. Ooh. I used to live in Kansas City. Really? Did you like it? Yeah, it was actually really great. I lived Good like barbecue? Yeah, we went to uh, Kansas City Masterpiece like four times a year, five times a year. It was next door to Cheesecake Factory, so we did that five, four times a year. Did you go to a Royals game? Yeah, actually at night from my house, I could see the Chiefs and the Royals stadium lights. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and by like, I can see the lights. I mean, it's like. Oh you know who was probably the quarterback? Elvis Gerback. When I was there? Yeah. No, it was or was, it, tr- was Trent it Trent Green? Green? Yeah. Good old it was Trent like, Green. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the old short guy that ran the ball. Um, Dante Hall? That doesn't yes. narrow it down. The punt returner. The yeah, Dante Hall. Punt returner, Dante Hall. Dante Hall, <laughs> <laughs> Dante Hall man. Hey, before Devin Hester. Dante, Dante Hall. Hall. I'm serious. Look him up. If you haven't watched him, he was I'll incredible. take your word for it. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But anyway. Transitioning back to the World Series. We'll start off with that. Uh, it pains me to say, but the other Boston team is finding success as well. They're up two games to none on the Los Angeles Dodgers. You mean the Detroit Red Sox right now? We got David Price, Ian yeah. Kinsler, and J.D. Martinez all are playing is that for it? Boston. Is yeah, that so it? Yeah, three. I mean, that's <laughs> three of the nine. I mean, well, No, you forgot uh, Rick Porcello, too. Oh, that's right. Porcello's still yeah, on that yeah, Rick, staff, Rick, isn't Rick he? Porcello There's four as of them. Well. Yeah. So you got the Detroit Boston Red Sox. Uh, unfortunately, have two games to zero. I know, I know you said you haven't ha- had too much time. I, I don't blame you to watch it uh, at this point, Jared, because just to remind you, you are an Astros fan. And uh, I'm a Yankees fan. Thank you for that reminder. So I've been there. So (laughs) both of us got steamrolled up to this point. Makes it a lot harder to watch. Yes, it does. Is this over? Two games to zero, is this over? I don't think it it is quite yet. Um, I mean, this is a do-or-die game for the the Dodgers, though. You got uh, three straight in L.A. now. Yeah, yeah. This this is do-or-die time for the Dodgers. They have to win two of the three um, at home. They just have to. But um, uh, what's really kind of stood out with the Red Sox, their bullpen has really stepped up big time. And so is their starting pitching. Their starting pitching has actually done an excellent job of being able to get into those late innings. Who is this new David Price? Yeah. <laughs> who, who is this new David Price? What yeah. was he, 0 for 12 before well, this year he, in the playoffs? He was really good even when he was in Tampa. I just think he had – it was one of those circumstances where he would pitch really well, but the offense wouldn't really back him up, even when he was in Tampa and they went to the World Series when he was still there. Kind of like, um, in, in some instances, Kershaw as well. Yep. Now well, there their, their ERA is higher than normal, sure. but it's not as high as everybody would think right. when you're like, uh, winless in the playoffs. You would Verlander had the same thing with the Tigers when we were in 2012. They just had no run support in the Ex- World Series exactly. against the Giants. And sometimes it's just one of those weird things where it's it's the pitcher. like It's for that specific pitcher. Well, Everyone else they hit well for. Right. One thing probably as well is when you're the best pitcher on the team, you're usually matched up against the other team's best pitcher. Right, right. So in David Price's case, uh, at this point, he's not their best pitcher. So he's usually pitching game two or three. Right. So he's get a little bit better matchup. But when he was the number one pitcher all those years, you're going against the Kershaw. You're going against right. you know the Verlander. You're going against those those number one pitchers. The Johnson. Yeah, the Johnson. <laughs> the, the unit. Johnson. 
The unit. The, unit. the big the unit. Big unit. Yeah. The big Randy unit. Johnson. The the stat is that uh, his name should have been Richard Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the big unit. Hey, my the my brother went to college. His name is Richard. Uh, went to college with a guy, and his name is Richard Johnson. <laughs> I give you your guess is what they called him. <laughs> we worked with a Peter family Johnson. show again. Remember family <laughs> show. Uh, yeah. So anyway, saying the uh, the stat I heard today actually was that eighty percent. It's eighty twenty that uh, teams that go up two nothing in the World Series win it eighty percent of the time. So. I think for most purposes, you could say that it's. I think it's over. Well, twenty percent is still. So you say there's a chance. Well, twenty uh, percent is still obtainable, right? Twenty percent isn't awful. I would agree. Uh, do you think? Well, all right. So, bottom line is this: Dodgers team talented enough to be in that twenty percent to kind of come. I out. think their offense it is. I do think their lineup. Well, one of is the weird things: those first two games that were in Boston. They kept out their their top four uh, home run hitters on the on the season. They were not the top four home run hitters on their team were on the bench in game one and two. Now they probably pinch hit a few times, but uh, I, I don't know the top four. I know Co- Cody Bellinger is one of those, and he wasn't playing games one and two. And uh, Max Max Muncie, I think, was another. So uh, pretty weird by Dave Roberts to keep your top four. I don't. I would love to know the reasoning. I, I don't have the stats. I don't know why. Uh, that can't be analytics, but I guess they'll probably be playing in game three tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. I would I would hope so. I mean it's do or die time. Like what is <laughs> what is Dave Roberts going like when he's making the you know, the lineup. When he's making the lineup for games one and two is like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out my four best power hitters for these games. But then when we get back in game three, when we're in we're in LA I'm gonna unleash the powers. Like, is he trying to like catch them by surprise? Like, what is he trying to do by keeping his top four home run hitters out? I don't know. I reserve them, preserve their energy. Can Can you imagine if JD Martinez sat the first two games for Boston? No, for no reason. No. And as and actually giving a shout out to to Andy here, he mentioned their uh, their line as far as just their lineup, uh, top to bottom is just so deep. That um, you know, any guy, any given night, can be the hero. And really, in the Astros series, it was Bradley. I mean, Bradley was just killing it. He yep. had uh, two or three home runs. I know he had close he had to nine RBIs. Say he had close to, to yeah. nine or ten RBIs. Like he he just timely hitting from Bradley. So you know, I, I'm looking. I'm actually looking at uh, the Dodgers in in the playoffs here just to see what their record is at home. And uh, they are three, four, five, five and one right now in in the playoffs as far as at home. So we're gonna y- they're gonna have to keep that pace up. Yeah, I was gonna say different team at home. I mean, obviously it's a home game, so we'll see what happens for them. Um, but you know, I, d- I think it's gonna come down to pitching. And I, uh, the right now, Boston mm-hmm. has really done a great job as far as their bullpen. They're getting the job done. Bullpen has just been great for them. Um, and the offenses have like even the Astros. Uh, they're I'm not saying that they're the uh, Boston bullpen is doing great, but they're doing enough. They're doing enough. Well, the games haven't yeah. even been that close. They're not one-run right. games anymore. Right, right. They, they won game two. They're still giving up runs yeah. though. They won they're game they're two, four to two. And they were and they were down two to one in that game too. Right. So yeah, they won that one four to two, and they won game one eight to four. So you haven't really had to use your. Mm-hmm. Your your closer who's been right. shaky this this postseason. It's just Boston's closed. Boston's offense has just been explosive. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Boston in this no, one because of Jackie Bradley that. Jr. Don't say that. Yeah, I'm rooting for Boston this one because the Detroit what Tigers are on the roster. South Carolina Gamecock. Yeah, he was. Oh no! Of course, good guess. guess. <laughs> he was on the back-to-back <laughs> World Series, College World Series championship oh, team. Man, well, you already know who Jared and I are rooting for. If I had to, so I I don't think there's. Any scenario where I would ever root for the Red Sox, no, not never. you're also scenario. from New York. True. So I mean, Very true. There's no scenario when I would root for the Michigan Wolverines. So I, I get <laughs> it. Like, you wouldn't well, even you wouldn't even like root for the Michigan Wolverines if they were like playing like another team that you hate. Satan. This, so t- we're gonna, we're gonna get into this Satan a little bit here. Team. I my hatred for the w- Michigan Wolverines is at an all time high right now. That when Michigan State plays Ohio State in a few weeks. How did this turn I into college football? I want Michigan. This is. I'm gonna get. 
I'm going to get absolutely chewed out for saying this, but I don't even know how much I'll be cheering for my team because if we knock off Ohio State, that only helps Michigan, and I don't want that. Gotcha. So, yeah. No, well, I um, back to, to just to recap baseball game three tomorrow night, Friday night. Be there. You've got that's in LA. Be square. Um, you've surprisingly got an 809 start, so that's not too bad on a Friday night. Rick Porcello going for Boston. Walker Bueller, the 24 year old, going for the Dodgers. Prediction before we move on? Boston. Sweep. Sweep. Wow. You're going to um, custodian that. Are, are you saying who's going to win the series or who's going to just win this next game three? Uh, game three. Game three. Yeah, we'll go game three. I, I'm going to say Dodgers win this one in a close one. No. Dodgers? Yeah, give me Dodgers game three. Nope. I'll say Until I'll say there four, is no hope. 4-3. Four, 4-3 three. Four, three Dodgers. Let's go for it. All right. Before we get over to our next topic in the week, we recap here on the Down in Flames podcast. Did you guys see that App State was ranked? No. Uh, They're in the top 25. But it is not going to be for long, apparently, because they are losing 27-7 to Georgia Southern right now. To Georgia Southern. (laughs) To Georgia Southern. Uh, And that is just started the fourth quarter. So we'll keep an eye on that. You got it, App State. I actually, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Georgia Southern was actually getting some votes as well. Six and one. So it's gonna be seven and one after that's right. this. So another another good team in that conference. So all yeah. right. Well, Kyle, didn't we play Georgia Southern? Uh, not a few this years ago. Year. A few years ago. Yeah, not this year. Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Cowboys. The now? Cowboys. Yeah. They are on a bye week, but they are not going. Made some without news. Some news. Cowboys yeah. trade a 2019 first round pick for wide receiver Amari Cooper. Reach. They're getting the uh, the uh, fire sale that the Oakland Raiders are going for and trading off everybody at this point. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Kyle. Let me give you my thoughts. On, right. on, I'll give you my thoughts on the trade first, at least on the Dallas end. And then I'll give you my thoughts on the trade from the, the Oakland end. I, I, I don't love the trade. I don't hate it either. I mean, this is the thing. Dallas is going to be going for a first-round pick. They're going to be drafting a wide receiver anyway. There's not a ton of wide receivers that are going to be on this draft board coming out of college that are going to be super high on anyway. But that's going to be what their number one needs going to be. Two, even if you do take a receiver out of college, you're at best hoping you get somebody to come out who's going to be what Amari Cooper was in his first couple of years, at, at best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not very likely to get that. I mean, more likely than not, you have players that come out, especially at skill positions like wide receiver, that are high at draft picks, usually tend to be busts. I mean, it's, it's rare that you see them do super well. So uh, f- for me, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you're, you're giving up your number one pick for it. But you're bringing in a guy who was fantastic his first two years, and he's had a down year last year, and this year he's had a down half year. So y- are I you mean, on the are you are you on the side that? I, d- I mean, you'd be hoping to get something like this if you were to draft anyway. So I mean, I don't I don't see the problem giving up your first round draft pick for it if this is what you're getting. So out are of you it on anyway. the side that it was it, his struggles thus far was more on situation and quarterback play, <laughs> or more on he's got to get accumulated and, and kind of play better? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's. What I can hope for is it's more on the uh, just getting the situation. the situation a little bit more. The thing is, I don't know how much better Dak is going to be of a quarterback than what he had with Carr. So it's I don't think you're going to be having that big of a jump from Derek Carr to Dak Prescott. I think it's a little bit of an improvement, but I think he's going to have a refreshed strive to be doing well. He wants to be in Dallas. He even said he doesn't have to. He he won't he won't push to have his contract renegotiated if he comes to a team like Dallas. So I think he's happy to be there. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a trade I don't love, but I don't hate it. I, I'm fine with it. It's it's something we would have been trying to get in the draft pick anyway, so sure, why not? On flip on the other side, on the Oakland side, I don't hate it either. I I think what Gruden is doing is he wants to build his own team. He wants to be acting GM essentially, and so this is his way of firing or like I said, fire sale getting rid of as many of his guys as possible to go ahead and try building his own team. It, it, it's a risky move, especially – I don't mind this one as much as the Khalil Mack. I mean, the Khalil Mack one I still don't quite agree with. I mean, you're going to be – you're giving up a star once-in-a-generation time player in Khalil Mack to get another draft pick to hopefully, what, get another Khalil Mack? I mean, it's the same kind of thing. So um, I, I think it's an okay move for both teams. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Well, I think it's a reach. The reason why I say that is you look at his stats over e- even the two seasons that he did really well his rookie year with 72 catches, a little bit over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. That's promising as a rookie. 
you look at that and you think, okay, this guy may actually wind up being a number one receiver. Next year, puts up almost almost identical stats. He does a little bit better on the number of receptions. Has 100 more yards, close to it, but he has one less touchdown. Last year, I mean, huge drop off. Huge. You, you got half half yes. the catches, close to half the catches, close to half the yards. He does have seven touchdowns, which is a little peculiar. But um, that being said, even this year, only 22 catches, 280 yards, and one touchdown. They traded like he was a number one receiver. He is not a number one receiver. He is a he is a, he's a good two. I think he's a good two receiver. He's not he's not going to be your number one guy. He's just not. And you give up a first round draft pick for a number one guy. So I I that was my issue that I had because I, I had him in fantasy uh, for the last um, two seasons. Uh, actually, that's three seasons. I had him as rookie year two. But last year he just was so so bad. He was terrible. And um, anyway, yeah, I think if you give up a first-round pick, you're giving up the first-round pick because you think he's going to be a number-one receiver. And I, I, as mentioned, I just think he's a two. Don't think he's a one. But I don't know if I agree with that, though. I don't know if you're necessarily thinking he has to be a number-one receiver for your first-round pick. Oh, he, well, what, do you, what would you well, want I mean, to be? L- look, at, look at this way. So, like, I just pulled up on um, uh, WalterFootball.com. Yeah. They do their, their pre – what the draft prospects are for each position. Mm-hmm. Number-one prospect right now is A.J. Brown out of what – why does he run Old Miss? He's doing okay. He's got 805 yards, 60 receptions, five touchdowns. That's good. But, Size. But, uh, he is 6'1", 230. So I mean, if, if you're if you're if you're going to be picking the top guy coming out of the draft pick in the draft anyway to try and get somebody to be a wide receiver, you're bringing in somebody like this, and you're going to have the same. I think you're probably going to have close to the same hope. The only difference turn is, into a production. is salary, because when you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, yes, their salary cap is decent right now. But I do believe you have to extend Zeke pretty soon. You got to figure out Dak if you're going to extend him in the next year or two, and Demarcus Lawrence, your best defensive player, is up for a contract. Well, if you got produ- if you got production out of a guy like AJ Brown, you'd have to pay him too. I mean, if he's going to have yeah, but you're going to have contract. him his rookie contract for five years. Yeah, the first Cooper's round rookie contract is still pretty hefty. Mari Cooper's making fourteen million, I believe. Could you guys imagine making fourteen million dollars? How nope. do you know I don't already? <laughs> Because I know who you work for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that makes near that is... He uh, did just get promoted. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Speaking of congratulations, my friend Brandon says hello. Oh. Hi, Brandon. I tell people if they comment, I'll give them a shout out. All right. That's to good. get people to watch. If you well, com- my, my sister commented, but I'm not giving her a shout out. So. <laughs> right. It's okay, Jody. Well, <laughs> the other thing with uh, Amari Cooper is he actually this season was leading the league in drops. So that, that's for that. I say that's the other problem that he runs yeah. into, and you cut Des Bryant, who has problem with the dropsies. I, it's true, but then you you give Amari Cooper the chance to. Amari be Cooper's a lot cheaper than Des. Well, and he's a lot younger. He, oh. I mean, th- those things, sure. But I'm just saying, uh, I, I just don't see Amari Cooper as a one. And I think you only give you give up a first round pick if you think the guy's going to be a one. And that was something that was surrounding this whole story was, is Amari Cooper a number one receiver? They're hoping that he is. That was something that was mentioned, is that they're hoping that he's it's a number one. It's not hard to be a number one he, receiver in Dallas right now. All <laughs> I know, but but a, a, like a legit one. Like, they want him to wind up being, um, maybe not to the same stature as you a want OBJ. Him to be a top, if you're paying, if, if you're given a first-round pick, you, you ideally want him as the top 15 guy. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't think he is that. All I'm saying is if I'm getting paid $14 million, like, I'm not going to drop the ball. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, like you, you, you have two jobs in life when at that level. Wake up. And catch balls, like it's a lot of your siblings. There know. for, <laughs> I know, but like there for. you've been playing, you've been playing football since you were a kid, high school, college, and now the NFL, and you're still dropping balls, like, and you're getting paid fourteen million dollars, and all you have to do is catch a ball, like come on, like you've been doing this for almost twenty something years. And you still can't do the one thing that you get paid $14 million well, to do? I'm not going to criticize. I couldn't yeah, do it. So. I'm not going <laughs> to you, know, you know what? This is interesting because I'm looking at this now, and, and it makes a little more sense for Derek. maybe Derek Carr's struggles. Uh, it says over the past three seasons, Cooper has had a drop rate of 13.62%, which ranks fourth worst in the NFL among qualifying receivers. Torrey Smith, J.J. Nelson, and Raiders teammate Seth Roberts 
14.39. So two mm-hmm. Raider receivers. There you go. There you well, go. Maybe, maybe it's the way Carr's throwing the ball. <laughs> that. I right mean. in the bucket? <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess so. so quickly to recap, I'll, I'll give my take before we move on. When you look at it, Amari Cooper, yeah, 24 years old, right? Yeah. Relatively really young. So you, you're, you're doing this because on the Dallas side, you believe he's got the talent. I think most people believe he's got the talent. Uh, situation hasn't always been the best. Um, his, his talent, like you said, drops have have been there. Maybe it's his it's his mental makeup or something. But talent wise, he's got the he's he's there. So what they're hoping for, he's 24 years old, new system, new quarterback. Dallas is hoping he can be a top 15 guy. He was drafted that way. He was the fourth overall pick back in 2015. But I agree with you. First round pick, that's a reach. Look at it. Look at previous trades. Josh Gordon. I know he's got the problems off field, but he was just traded for a fifth round pick. Don't you think Josh Gordon has just as much talent, if not more? The the major Amari issue wasn't hurt. Well, the major issue that comes in is the Josh Gordon fiasco, as far as just his his baggage, um, and then the youth factor. I mean, Cooper's younger. Yeah. Um. So there's gonna be a little more leeway. But there. if you but I if you were Dallas, would you have rather just given up a fifth round pick for Josh Gordon, or or a first round pick for Amari Cooper? No, because uh, I think with Josh Gordon, they're ba- they're back in the exact same situation they were with Dez, and that's what they're trying to get rid of. Uh, the Patriots don't think so at this point. I I wouldn't necessarily say that for Josh Gordon, but as far as the whole Dez, well, thing, a couple years ago, Brandon Marshall went out for a fifth fifth round pick. Right. I mean, there's a lot of these guys who may. Uh, Granted, don't have the age, aren't 24 years right, old, right? But you can get a solid wide receiver for four. I, w- I was going to say, I was going to say, I think Amari Cooper's value would be third round pick. That that would be where I would value him because of his youth, because he is 24. He has shown glimpses of promise, but hey, overall, I I just don't is, think he's. This worth is that probably the first time in the last six months, John Gruden. John Gruden actually did something good. John Gruden Howe has Gruden. three first-round picks this upcoming season. I think ultimately that that speaks a lot. So, real we'll quick, see how he does with them, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, I mean that's you look at Oakland's yeah. Oakland's first-round picks over the last ten years have been atrocious, other than um, right. Real Mac, who they ideal, uh, you know, ironically this, traded, but this but is what this them giving him the reins really up to this point. I mean, this is where we're going to see yeah. if, if John Gruden. I'll actually, say this. actually knows what he's doing, I which I think uh, he does. I'll <laughs> say sure. this: this says a lot about how John Gruden assesses this team, mm-hmm. and I think it's a lot worse than what he thought was originally. I think he thought Derek Carr was a lot better than he is. I think he thought that this team was a lot more talented than it was, than it is, and now he's realizing, whoo, we suck, <laughs> man, <laughs> we got no talent. I think Derek we Carr. Is, I think Derek Carr is good. They're they're in total rebuild mode. Yeah. They're in absolute total rebuild mode. Their biggest issue is offensive line, and their offensive line is just old. They have one of the older rosters in the NFL. They so have the, o- the oldest. I'm pretty sure it's the oldest. Right. So, I mean, and, and, and a lot of that doesn't help training lo- Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Right. A lot of that's in their trenches. So, I think that's where they're going to start with those three picks. They're probably going to go with. Yeah, but a lot of that had picks. to do with John Gruden in the offseason signing a lot of those older guys. He yeah, he, he wanted to bring in some veterans. Yeah. So, so, all right, real quick, Kyle, you can go to nap. You <laughs> can take some... Uh, no, I'm actually going to join in on this a little bit. All right, yeah, so we got some actually interesting stuff to talk about in the NBA. Um, like you guys know, Kyle's not a huge fan of the NBA. But... The league, there's zero defense, that that league? Yeah, when you, when you have two teams going 140-plus in a game, I mean, come on. Like that's something you expect. This is my chance to hate on the NBA. Right. That's something you, you, d- well, you guys, r- Real quick on here. You so you guys say this about the NBA, but what's going on in the NFL? But it's not that even close to the same though. Look, look yeah. NBA right now. Do you know what? There, every team except for one team is averaging over 100 points a game, and that team that's not averaging over 100 points a game right now, 99 points a game. Who is it? I, I want to say it's Boston or Philadelphia. It's one of the two. I, I, you think earlier you told me it was the 76ers. That's why I think it's the 76ers. It's one of those two. Yeah, but like. Wh- that's it's that's pathetic. Yeah, the, the that's scores, zero defense. The scores that we're seeing are, are scores that you would expect to see from like, um, what do you call it? Uh, East versus West. Um, the All Star game. All Star game. Thank you. I or like, NB two K eighteen on the PS four. Yeah, <laughs> like some fifteen year old kids. Like I just beat this team one hundred and seventy five to six. I have something interesting to add to that. I, I think that yes, that 
uh, defense is something that is missing in the NBA to an extent. However, I think that offense is just so good now. D- no, I know there's offense there's no way you're going to so tell me that just magically now. in a decade players just yes. got so much better at just shooting I mean, magically. He yes, had, he no. has a point. Between Steph Curry, Steph Curry is is only was it five five or six hundred threes away from breaking Ray Allen's record like already. They shoot more threes than they ever did I, before. Like I'm not saying it, they're his ba- percentage is is ju- is way better too. Well, though. this That's went off the rails. We'll we'll talk. Uh, we'll. We'll most likely bring this up again. (laughs) But (laughs) what I was trying to get to was the topic I put down here happened a couple of days ago. Uh, The Showtime Lakers are back in effect, and they actually had a fight break out. I guess an NBA fight, as you would say. Uh, Actually, there were some punches thrown with the Rockets. Was Kurt Rambis out there? Bill Lambier was out there. (laughs) 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 You you had some old school guys out there. There were some some sucker punches and uh, some blood drawn. Who was that? Uh, CP3. CP3 and Rondo were the main culprits there. You had Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, who also got got the brunt of it. He got the brunt of the. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. So we had that fight break out with between the Rockets and the Lakers. Uh, I believe Brandon Ingram gets four games. Uh, Rondo gets three. Chris Paul gets two. Yes. To me, that seems pretty light. For some punches getting thrown, and uh, and some blood getting drawn, and and some spit being thrown out there. On, I, on I some think the one faces, I think the one I was probably most uh, surprised by was was Rajon because he's had a little bit of a history in the past. Brandon Ingram's a first time offender. Chris Paul, I yeah, mean, you don't really have much there like either. But after the fight happened, Ingram like jumped in and like can like continued or well, that's why yeah, his on. initial push wasn't the problem. He wouldn't have got suspended for it's that. It's when he came in and threw the punch. Right. But that Thank God and, he didn't and land and that. Absolutely. That's why, but that's why he should have gotten the brunt of the suspension, and he did. So, But this is his first This is his first offense. So, I mean, yeah, I, I do still – I agree with you. I think it is a little light. You know, four games. Isn't I think it? all three were pretty yeah, light. So I, don't, I, don't I mean, Tom Brady enough. got more than that for apparently deflating some balls. Well, the season's longer. I know. <laughs> I just like makes it even worse. I'm going to get to this in sure. my rant, but I just like to point out Jim Delaney, Big Ten Commissioner. This is what fighting actually is, and what teams should be should be fined over. I'll say that. Just to you had to bring there. it back to Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> state. Michigan state. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I, I do think that um, obviously it was going to happen. It was just a matter of how many. And and this does this set a precedent for future fights? I think you got to. I think if you're Adam Silver. You, this is something that you you kind of have to nip in the butt because I was gonna say yeah. If you start a brawl like this, I mean, you look at previous experiences. Uh, you know, you had the the Knicks fight a couple years ago. Carmelo Anthony threw a punch and he got suspended 15 games. Oh wow! Malice um, at the yeah, palace. Yeah, the Malice at the palace. Those guys got suspended. Yeah, but they went after fans. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which that was a that yeah because that was different because they actually had rules that say if you go into the stands it was like an automatic however right. many but when you look at previous right. fights i think when punches are thrown it's usually pretty consistently 15 games yeah and all three of these guys threw punches oh yeah so to see i thought at least five to ten games would have been a little bit better and shannon sharp actually made yeah. me laugh because he was like if i'm chris paul i'm getting i'm getting 15 i'm getting 15 games i was actually watching that yeah because <laughs> i mean for those who didn't see it they originally didn't have any video. Uh, it was word against word. Now Somehow they, video. yeah, they they slowed it down so much and and zoomed in so much that had a little bit of spit come out of Rajon Rondo's mouth onto onto Chris Paul's face. And I guess you can't manufacture that because Chris Paul definitely flinched backwards. And he, unless he's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's not acting that out. Yeah, yeah. If you're spitting on somebody's face, Chris Paul. Yes, he did pretty good for himself. You guys notice that there's been a lot more fighting in professional sports. I mean, there were a bunch in baseball this year. I think it's down. It's not as many. Uh, up I, from I, the last few years, l- down yeah, from like recently. the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Because ba- baseball before, it was th- they policed themselves in the game. That was It wasn't allowed, but it I think, wasn't I think the only, the only sport that's down probably NHL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the, the, NHL, one that is allowed, the yeah. NHL is the only sport that you're legally allowed to fight and in. And it's actually down. Less now. Right. Yeah. Yep. What'd you say, Kyle? No, they're down. A lot. Like fights in the NHL are down a lot. Uh, well. I think the last true fight I saw in the NFL was Andre Johnson and Pat Finnegan. Yeah, NFL fights have got to be probably the lowest of all the leagues. Those was, don't happen very often. That was a good one. That was a yeah. good one. Because Andre Johnson was like super quiet, super quiet guy. You know what we should do one day? We should we should 
We should rank like sports fights. Oh, yeah. Of like or the no, last ten years. Not Come Pat, June. Not Pat <laughs> that's a that's a guy I know. It's Cortland Finnegan. Cortland Finnegan. Right. Cortland. June and July we'll do a ranking of best sport fights. We'll do a top ten on two thousand five Clemson, South Carolina. Oh gosh. That was a good that was a good one. So uh gonna get into this on here as well too, but so this is where I'm I actually read this story today. I actually looked into an NBA story. So this next part I'm actually Oh, you must have been bored. You Googling Coco. It was a slow day today for Kyle if he's reading yeah, NBA stories. I was stores. on lunch, and I was bored and had nothing else to do, so that's what I read when I was sitting I in my car. I bored on lunch. It's like the best time of the day. I was sitting in my Jeep, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your fault. <laughs> it was nice outside. What'd you read? So, yeah, so the Rockets, so speaking of the Rockets, uh, it just came out actually earlier today. Rockets are ready to offer four first-round picks. That's ridiculous. For I LeBron don't care James. how good it is. That's re- that no, just kidding. Not LeBron James. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. That's you would think it'd be Le- LeBron James, right. but LeBron it's actually James. Jimmy Butler. Like, if you're going to call uh, the reaching for the Cowboys, reaching for Amari Cooper, what is this? I mean, this is, please, God, with everything in me, give us something to be able to be better. <laughs> well, I think this is a, we want to be able to compete with the, the Golden State Warriors. Because they can't right now. Because Yeah. I mean, I just think they're a, a little bit behind, um, and Jimmy Butler defensively would definitely bring something to the table. He is a very good offensive player as well, but there this is a win now mentality. Uh, for them. Now, but you're killing yourself as a franchise oh, they, for the all future. Right. You want all right, I'll I'll play devil's advocate right Who here. Who are we talking about? Rockets. Houston okay. Rockets. Houston yeah. Rockets. Gotcha. Thank you. NBA team. Yeah. Chris Paul. <laughs> Got that. James Harden. <laughs> we're good. Okay. I just I missed the whole beginning part of that you're conversation. Good. Had no idea who we were talking about. We're caught up. Rockets Wanted to trade for Jimmy Butler, who is on the Timberwolves. Gotcha. There we go. All right. Jimmy so Butler wants off the Timberwolves. Yes. He's ba- made that very well. Known. Last year of his deal, so he's going to walk no matter what. So, obviously, they are should trade him. Uh, so, devil's advocate here, which I, I kind of see the side for, and it's I kind of actually believe, looking forward at this, I would do it. I'd take I w- it from no, no, no. I would do it if I'm the Rockets. Oh, jeez. No, I would do it if I'm the Rockets because look at this. You have James Harden locked up for, for a while. You've got Chris Paul. You just re-signed for a couple. Uh, th- it was either three or five more years, right? Carmelo. Um, if you're doing this, you're obviously doing it because Jimmy Butler is probably giving you some reassurance. You're not giving first. I wouldn't do four first-round picks if he says I'm not re-signing with you. I'm, I'm leaving after the year. That's not worth it. But four first-round picks if he re-signs with you, that means you have Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, and James Harden going forward for the next couple of years. What are those first-round picks? With those three guys, those first-round picks are going to be in the 25 to 30 range. I'd be curious to look at what their draft picks have been recently, but I'm going to tell you, the 25th overall pick the last four years is not going to equal Jimmy Butler, most right. likely. I know Jim, I, I know Jimmy Butler was the 30th overall pick, I N- believe. No, but, but remember, if you're getting those picks, you're getting a – if you're not good, you're getting an early-round pick. No, no, no. You're getting and you're getting the second-round pick still. Well, yes, but no, you're getting the Rockets pick, though. Right. So you're, you're getting the Rockets end of the round. Right, but you're still getting your pick in the right, round, too. Right, which is why you do it. Top of it. Which is why you do it if you're t- the Timberwolves, of course. Yeah. But for the Rockets, what are they giving up? Four mediocre players that may or may not make an impact when they're late first – the the probability that a late first round pick hits and is a at least a starter is pretty low. You're still essentially you're still essentially putting your next eight years after this is done in the well, hands of just second round picks. They've already well no four four more years which they've already. R- d- I mean after but after the, so you're going to be four more years then still going to take time for that to develop on there. You're putting yourself back in my opinion at least eight right. Years but they have in time. But, but they but they don't have room to develop these guys anyway because you have. Clint Capello locked up. You've got James Harden and Chris Paul locked up for the next couple of years. This team's in win-now mode. And, and I would actually say that the NBA, as far as uh, draft picks, is probably the, the place, as far as sports is concerned, where you can uh, you can really do without, honestly. <laughs> you can find them in other places. You can find wealth in other places when G it comes League to that. Is that what you're thinking? Well, yeah, G League and, and – and just free agency, like and you I can find it in, uh, in other places other s- than the draft, because there's only two rounds in the draft. And right. you, you, that's what I'm saying. You're doing you swap, with half you your picks for four years. Picks. Well, you swap but still, round picks I like it's nothing. So, you know, the likelihood that you get a high second round pick if you're the Rockets, you trade some international money for a second round pick. Uh, you know, the Suns, the Suns are great. You know, you do that, you're just as likely to hit on that Draymond Green, for example, as a late first round pick. And I would I would actually like to see how many first round picks um, over the years have have actually turned into anything well, worth fair. note. Yeah, 
Okay. Other um, than Jimmy Butler, I can't think of too many in the last couple of years. Well, Steph Curry and no, Steph Curry was the seventh overall pick. Oh, you're talking about just thirtieth overall picks? No, I thought late round picks. Were just late saying. round picks. Okay, just late I round gotcha, picks. Gotcha. I'm just in general. What are you, what what really turns out? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, yeah, I see where you're coming from, Kyle. Yep, we'll move on. You guys are starting to agree with me on anything tonight, so it's all right. <laughs> We'll move on. Cue th- I agree with Jim Harbaugh. Music. I agree with everything that you say, Kyle. I think most people are, except for Michigan fans, are going to agree with what I say about Jim Harbaugh, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're lucky you don't have Peyton here to dispute you on that one. Peyton would agree with me on this, I Ooh. think. Ooh. I might have to get some live texting. Skip Bayless wouldn't. Skip Bayless was singing his praises today. And so was... Uh, well, you can't take anything that Skip I Bayless I can't take anything Bayless Skip Bayless anyway. says or any of the guys on Fox. It's just... So cue the NFL music. Week seven is in the books. Week. Can you do that again? Is that NFL music? It was supposed to be. Okay. Good enough. We had our NFL music. Week seven is in the books. <laughs> I'll edit this in. Yeah, yeah. We'll edit some NFL music in and in the undertones of some NFL live. Week seven is done. The Rams and the Chiefs cannot be stopped. The but Chiefs. first, the Titans can be stopped. Uh, I think they played in London. We'll, we'll start with there real quick. Pretty interesting. The, t- the Titans and Chargers played a uh, 9 o'clock game in the morning, which I love. I love those London games, by the way, when, when you wake up on a Sunday morning and it's 9 a.m. and football's there. Oh, that's great. But the Titans are in this game. They go march down with about two minutes left. They score. They're down 20-19 to 19, uh, with about uh, time, barely any time left. So, y- you know, logical idea there is kick the extra point and tie the game, go to overtime, but what does Mike Vrabel do? He goes for two. I was going to say shanks it. No, no, he goes for two. I was way off. He goes (laughs) for two. He goes for the win. No, he didn't Justin Tucker it. And they missed it. And uh, there was a penalty, so they get another shot. Mm. And he goes for two again, and he misses it again. So they lose. Yeah, and and they were kind of talking about that as far as a – he had a second chance to to still see about kicking just the extra point. And still went for two anyway. He was all in. He was all in. Which I have no problem with. Uh, and I don't, I don't have a problem with as much in the NFL. Should he use the Philly I don't, special? I don't either yeah. as much. It was a play call. Yeah, should he use the, the Philly special? the only way my team call. scored on Saturday. <laughs> using the Philly special? They scored using the Philly special, nice. yeah. My biggest issue is why now? Why this point in the season? And Michigan have to give us the ball in the two-yard line. Or why this, yard line, so why this point in the season? They, you're you're three and three. They're right, right there, there in the, uh, with division. the Texans and with the Jags. Like, there's no need for you to go for two in this in this situation. Go for overtime. You came back in this game. You did a good job on defense in the second half of keeping the Chargers out of the end zone. I think they only, I think they only kicked two field goals two. in the second half. Maybe even just one, if I'm not mistaken. But to me, it just made no sense going for two at this point in the season. Now, if you have to win in order to be able to get into the playoffs, okay, I, have, I may be a little more of, of a, a gutsy call there, but I, I just don't understand going for yeah, going for two at this point in the yeah, year. Yeah, midseason, best call, just go for the overtime. Well, I think, all right, one thing which I think played into his reasoning, they just marched down the field on the, on the Chargers' defense. Chargers' defense was gassed. They w- they were exhausted. I think they were trying to catch him off guard uh, on a tired defense, hoping to get that play in. But uh, I mean, if you're the Titans' offense, what are you d- what are you doing there with the? They threw basically like a quick slant twice. It was it was awful play calling. You've got this mobile quarterback who's not known for his throwing, right? Mariota not really known for his throwing. Mobile quarterback. Why not do like a, a play action boot? Where he's got the option to run it in, or or you know pitch it out to a running back or so. I hate that play sense. Call. That's logical. Yeah. yeah, that makes too much sense. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you get thirsty, you have to drink, and the coach was ready to drink the Kool Aid on that one, or the Gatorade. Yeah, I like Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Another news: the Rams we and Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in other news, the Rams and the Chiefs are still c- scoring touchdowns to this time. Um, anything here? I mean, with the, the the Rams and the Chiefs, are they destined for the uh, the world the, the World Series? I almost said the World Series, <laughs> the, the, Super Bowl. the Super Bowl. It's the pretty late. Series of football. Um, I, honestly, I I mean, I I love the Chiefs' offense, but man, for them to be bottom of on defense here as well, I, I mean, they're going to be in shootouts, sure. But what happens when they run into possibly a good defense and a a solid offense? 
in the playoffs. Um, that they could get ousted, and that that's what scares me about them, because uh, they're not so much even like Kareem Hunt's a great running back, but they're not even so much a run team either. They're they're definitely more on the shoulders of Pat Mahomes, and he doesn't even run the ball much. No, no, I, and that's what I mean. Like they throw the ball a ton. So, um, yeah, as mentioned, Kareem Hunt, great running back, but if they have to get into a, a grimy like. Hard nosed football game. Say where they defense. Uh, play the Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that it potentially could struggle against yeah. the Ravens uh, against a team like that with a good defense. So that they they kind of scare me a little bit. Rams, I think their defense is good enough. Their offense is, I mean, really talented as well. I don't think they're. I honestly I, and and I love Sean McVay's idea of of just how he runs his offense. Same with Andy Reid. They both are very different in their styles but they're they both have a lot of different exotic play calls so they they really mix it up and they're kind of like mad hatters in a way as far as how they they do play calls but um i i just think that the the rams in their own right have a lot of talent on the offensive side i mean you got cooper cup you got brandon cooks you got todd Gurley, who i think is the best running back in football right now um and i think that's without question he's got he actually has potential at this day and age in football to break the all-time rushing touchdowns record which is incredible to think about when you just think about how the game has changed and how it's more of an aired out type of game right he has the ability to break the all-time rushing touchdowns record at this point he's he's on pace to potentially beat it which just blows my mind that he possibly could do that so I do so like the Rams. Peterson. I do like the Rams as far as them getting to the Super Bowl the Chiefs are still a little bit up in the air for me. I, I think as of right now, you'd have to say they are the favorites. But I think that time's going to tell with them here uh, coming up. If they do get into some to some grimy games, to some hard-nosed games where defense is going to be very prevalent, um, how does their offense respond getting shut down a little bit? So I don't know. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting to see between the, the two of those, those uh, ball clubs there. But – Rams obviously their their division is, is a lot more winnable. Um, the the Chiefs actually still have some pretty good competition in the Chargers at least. You know the Broncos aren't going to do much. Raiders are out of it, so Chargers are still there to to compete with them. So I, I'm going to be interested to see how those Charger Chiefs games go because that'll tell us a lot. Because the Chargers actually have a pretty good defense as well. So that that's going to be interesting to see between those two teams. So yeah. As far as the Rams and Chiefs, I do think Rams are the favorites in the NFC at this point. And as of right now, the Chiefs are too. But I'm I'm more on the Rams bandwagon than I am the Chiefs bandwagon. I'm I'm on the side. I think it's if I'm going to put bet, uh, a betting on it, I'm going to say it's Chiefs and Rams. Um, I th- I think sadly I think the Patriots still definitely have a shot to be that. And the AFC is just not a, a tough conference to win at all right now. I think you have four teams have a shot at getting it. I think it's in order. I think you're going with the Chiefs, and then not far behind is the Patriots. And then a little bit of a drop-off, you have Baltimore. And then I still wouldn't throw out Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh still has a shot at that. They're still a good enough team. I think they still can. Just a lot further down for those four teams. I even think ahead of Pittsburgh and maybe even ahead of Baltimore is, is San Diego or L.A. Yeah, I okay, think, yeah, I think the Chargers yeah, are in The Chargers still could, too. You're right. I, f- I forget about the other L.A. team mm-hmm. that has the – the chance to get up there. That's that's a good point. Um, on the NFC side, I think it's I think I think by far the best team in the NFC is definitely the Rams. Underneath of that, you have a lot of other really good teams who still can make a push even going at the Rams. Absolutely. Especially New Orleans Saints. Yep. And I then I think Minnesota. Minnesota still can be good. The only thing that I'm not sure about yet is Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. He's done a really good job there yet. Just haven't seen Kurt win a big game yet. I mean, he's even when he was in uh, in Washington, he was a great quarterback and he was there. He just always struggled in the big game. We'll see this week. I mean, they have a chance. Um, I, I know I looked at it. They play uh, Minnesota has has New Orleans. So I mean, it's at home against New Orleans. That's a huge. So game. I mean, that's a huge game. That's a chance for him to be able to show he's going to score lots of points. Cause, I mean, that's what's going to be. It's going to be an offensive game on that side of things. So a repeat of the uh, divisional round. Yeah. Yeah. Si- side note: Does anybody know who Jordan Thomas is? He's Jordan Thomas. Yeah, what does he do? Plays the sport. 
Because <laughs> apparently he's going off in this uh, Thursday night football game. And I've got no idea who this guy is. Jordan Thomas has four catches, 29 yards, and two touchdowns uh, for Houston. Tight end. By the way, I, I, I would assume. But uh, he's, that waiver wire. he's <laughs> taken everything away from DeAndre Hopkins, who's only got two catches for eight yards, and it's uh, midway through the third quarter. So that's really weird. Say name's very yeah. familiar. I think he's but young. I had to bring that up because it's just strange whenever you see yeah. a, a guy you've never heard of. For, for someone like me who, who loves the NFL so much, yeah, that's always strange. So – uh, let's let's get on to our picks. Let's go on to our NFL picks. Six-round um, pick. Six-round pick out of Mississippi State. Okay. Tight end? Was Tight he right? End. Okay. Tight end and uh, six-round pick. Perfect. Just <laughs> just what I like to hear about. Um, all right. So since Peyton is not here this week, we'll have him give us his picks later, and uh, we'll, we'll proof him. We'll make sure that he's uh, honest and getting those picks in before – the games no, actually start. Did you update? I know I, I did. Okay, I wrote them down at work, but I don't know if I got them. I did honest, update so. that. Uh, my computer is kind of really slow right now. I just so like to say see. that I'm undefeated. <laughs> yes, you have not lost yet. Exactly. You should. Uh, did you buy any? Did you buy any Mega Millions tickets? By the way, I did, but oh. see, considering that I live so in you did Virginia, take a, you take, did take a loss there. Uh, my, I did. Yes. Do you know the guy in South Carolina that one? I have no idea. <laughs> Say, considering that I'm here, not in South Carolina. Yes, I guess you probably wouldn't be here tonight if you ended up winning. Yeah, uh, I would be out on a yacht somewhere, like cruising the Atlantic. Would we be with you? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, I would invite you at a later time. <laughs> yeah, but as long as we get an invite at one point. At this at this stage in the game, I would no. Throw me 100k, I'd be happy. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would I would easily sign up for that. <laughs> so looking at these picks for the NFL through seven weeks. Kyle, still maintaining that lead. Uh, you are thirteen and five. That's pretty good. I'm a that is pretty good. I'm a field goal post away from being. You should uh, you should go on uh, what is it, bet.ag or or mybookie.com and and start start betting some of these picks, man. Thirteen and five. That's really good. <laughs> Peyton is sitting at eleven and seven. Jared at five hundred ninety nine, and I am uh, one game behind you there, Kyle. I'm twelve and six. So let's get these picks in. Uh, Peyton will give them to us later, but we'll have them updated. Uh, Jared, I want to start with you. Give me your three locks of Week Eight for NFL. For the NFL. All right. Well, let's take a peek here. I have to look at the. I have to actually look at the game. So, uh, does someone else actually want to start? Uh, I call the Browns for Hoover. They're playing. Uh, I will give you my picks in a second at Pittsburgh. Uh, Ken, but um, let's go Browns. My my um, no, my computer is actually frozen. Oh, oh, that's fun. So thank you, technology. <laughs> what company oh, is I that? I, I no, can go ahead. No, <laughs> not going there. Not allowed to say that. <laughs> the same as yours, Kyle. Hey, the I same as yours. I can go ahead and give mine. Okay, Jared, yeah. go ahead. So we're we bought you some time. We're we're gonna go with uh, Detroit. Let me actually write these down since my computer's not Detroit working. Okay, so you got Detroit. Okay, Seattle. Hey, listen, I, I, yeah, I'm not a Lions fan, but I'm indifferent. That's right. It's I Lions are. They're impressing. I That's right. Can't lie. That's right. It only took. I Matt can't lie for Ten years. I'm gonna say uh, so. Detroit. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Not Matt Stafford. It's the run game being. I feel used like the, the Rams should be forever. off limits after this week. Well, they play Green <laughs> Bay. Side note: Did you see that that uh, Green Bay is like a seven-point underdog, which is the largest um, deficit, deficit, or that's the biggest underdog game that uh, Aaron Rodgers has ever been a part of. That he's that, that he's been that. a starter. Interesting. Seven points. Who are they playing? Rams. Oh, well, that makes sense. First time he's uh, been a seven-point underdog. And then I'll go, um, you know what? I'm going to say the Giants beat the Redskins. Whoa, big blue. Giants beating the Redskins. I just, the Giants always seem to have the Redskins number for whatever reason. <laughs> Redskins have been winning a couple too many games, I'll, too. I'll go next, and I'll flip that pick, and I'm going to say that it's the Redskins. I think the Giants are absolutely, completely terrible oh i think so too but for whatever reason even when they're bad the giants have the redskins number <laughs> is, it, is it in the meadowlands or is it it's in it's in new york uh-huh yep that makes it a little more interesting doesn't it i'm still gonna go with washington all right um i'm gonna go with kansas city over denver let's go rivalry game there but they're at home i'll say it's at at arrowhead at arrowhead what um and sorry guys but i'm gonna take the bears over the jets oh wow what a jerk when i lived in kansas city I met the Broncos one time. Met the Broncos, mm -hmm. like the whole the whole Broncos, the whole herd. 
Uh, yeah, I met the team. Yes. The team. Yep. Right, let they me look at your schedule over here. They were staying at the same uh, hotel I was staying at. Since my computer is still frozen, so I'm going to... That London game is actually going to be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, Jaguars so and Eagles. Jaguars-Eagles is actually interesting because Blake Bortles has been the king of of uh, London lately, last couple of years. But he's been uh, not the king in uh, U.S. soil. So maybe Jacksonville should move over to London. So I'm going to... All right, let's see here. <laughs> I'm going to pick... The London Jaguars. The London Jaguars. Uh, let's go ahead and the Colts have actually been winning a lot so I am going to pick Indy uh, over I'm gonna a- pick them Andrew over Luck over. should have a good game yeah. yeah he's been he's been really solid I think he leads the league in touchdowns actually he's got 20 touchdowns this season that's leading the league he's, he's been doing everything he's got a lot of picks and though. Marlon Mack yeah I think he's got 8 picks yeah, get blame it on his shoulder though. Marlon Mack they actually got a run game finally he's back yeah uh, he, he had a huge yeah, game he had last a huge week game. I almost picked him up and didn't <laughs> <laughs> I should have. And uh, we've got a crapshoot with San Francisco, Arizona, which makes me want to pick it for some reason, even though nobody will be watching the game. I think our podcast will get more views than that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's safe to say. I will go. <laughs> somehow I will go with Arizona. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go Arizona. The two one and six clubs. Arizona at home, new offensive coordinator. I think they light a fire under under that offense, maybe. They actually score 21 points or so. <laughs> and uh, last game, let's go ahead and pick. Oh, no. I don't know. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Okay. Guys. All right. What happened? DeAndre Hopkins just made probably the catch of the year. <laughs> good pick. Uh, good catch. Oh, my gosh. It was Touchdown? It wasn't a touchdown, but it was. It Please was tell me it wasn't like five yards because I do have him on one of my. I, I have to wait to see it again, but uh, that catch was incredible. incredible. Anyway, Nuke. So, are we on to? We we are football? on a college football. So while I try to get my computer working, Kyle, take it away. It's time for Kyle's rant. <laughs> There's the energy of the week. <laughs> I could go a few ways in this rant. Um, I could go with how absolutely terrible. Play calling is for the Michigan State Spartans. I can go with absolutely how terrible Brian Lewerke has looked and especially looked now. I'll give him a little bit of slack on there as he was hurt. But how terrible of coaching is that, that your starting quarterback didn't practice all week and you don't put in a different quarterback? Um, I could go on a lot of rants on here. Uh, before I get on to my angry rants, I was very disappointed in the game but wasn't really surprised. Um, we weren't able to move the ball at all. In fact, the only touchdown we scored was because it was a gimme pretty much by Michigan. Uh, fumbling the ball on their own six, and then us setting up for the Philly special on there. Um, watched the game, still saw it, still pulling for it. I mean, we were tied 7-7. There was a there was a glimmer of hope, but I couldn't move the ball at all, so it wasn't a whole lot for me to get on there. Michigan's defense is absolutely stellar. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, absolutely give them that. I'll, I'll say this. I wish – not taking anything away from Michigan or anything like that, not saying the game outcome would have been different, but I'd love to be able to go into that game with a healthy Michigan State team without being down, players galore across the board. Um, Felton Davis going out was a huge loss. That's going to be a huge loss for the rest of the year as well, too. So there's my soft rant. My rant on this, you, you, couple, you guys have heard me talk this week at work about, you've, it's no secret, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I have not heard you because I don't work not in the same me? building. I think you so, probably heard him say that though. That a few I don't times like Jim Harbaugh. Life. Almost every day of my life. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. I get random I, chats at work. I, I hate. Didn't Jim like Jim Harbaugh before he came to Michigan. He's unsportsmanlike. I've not liked him. The Jim Schwartz. That's the thing I don't like. You Michigan fans out there, all you guys are Lions fans. When he shook Jim Schwartz's hand, you guys all screamed bloody murder. You were so mad at Jim Harbaugh for it. You said he's unsportsmanlike. Now that he's at your team, oh, he's sportsmanlike. He's absolutely right in this situation. So. Uh, <laughs> You're making me want to watch Star Wars tonight. So Jim Harbaugh had his press conference <laughs> on sun on Saturday after the game. Was pretty frustrated with Jim Harbaugh in that for what it was. The stuff that came out of Chase Winovich, while I hate it, it's part of the rivalry, calling the little brother thing, whatever. I hate it, but that's nothing that's uh, inappropriate about that. Harbaugh getting up on there and taking zero responsibility for what happened in the pregame is absolutely asinine. 
I've I've been upset about it during the week on here. I'm just upset about the Big Ten for them passing down and giving the fine only to Michigan State. They did reprimand Mark D'Antonio, Jim Harbaugh, and Devin Bush. Here's the thing, and for those of you who don't know actually don't what this looks bang like. Bang on the table. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> Every home game since Mark D'Antonio has been there, the tradition has been the Spartan Walk. Spartan Walk starts two hours and 15 minutes before game time, leaving the Kellogg Center. It is a 15-minute walk from the Kellogg Center to Spartan Stadium. They then walk in. This is not open to the public. Line up and walk across the field. This has happened numerous times, including when Michigan has been there for home games. This happened two years ago when Michigan was there in the same game time situation. No issues. You can't tell me Harbaugh didn't know this was going to go on. He pretended like they, they got different mixed stories. No. It's been the same thing every single time. They walk at 10, 10 somewhere in that line. Even the Michigan media girl who got on Twitter and started putting it out there, as soon as it was over, and then people started blaming it on Michigan State, saying they were 10 minutes late. They weren't 10 minutes late. They showed up at 10 when they were supposed to be there. It's time-stamped. It's there. Both teams could have done things differently. I can agree with that 100%. And D'Antonio probably should have held the players back and not let them go until the Michigan players got off the field. However... Eight players were on that field. Four of them got off, meaning four of them had the common sense enough to not be on the field when they were crossing it over. You have on the first one, I believe it was Hudson, the first player they came up on, Michigan State players let go. But then you get down, and it's Williams and Devin Bush. Devin Bush kind of puts his head down and puts his shoulders broad as the Michigan State team is walking up. And then you have Williams that gets up there. And as soon as they get to him, they're in a three-point stance, and they make themselves a bigger target and go up. They wanted to engage with that Michigan State team. If they didn't, they would have walked off the field and just let it go through. They knew it was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise. These guys have been here for it before. Getting down later, the Levert Hill thing, MSU was I, – I agree. I'm not going to defend that. They definitely went overboard. They did not need to drag Levert Hill through it like they did, ripping his headphones off. That's unsportsmanlike. You can't have that. It's a freaking football game, though. It's a rivalry game. Things are going to happen. I don't even care so much what Devin Bush did with tearing up the field. It's not that big of a deal. But for you as a head football coach to get up there on the stadium and go after Mark D'Antonio saying it's all his fault and putting the blame on him is absolutely crap. Don't bang on the table. (laughs) And then Delaney gives out that sentence today or yesterday and passes a $10,000 fine on Michigan, but not on Michigan State. Both teams were at fault. Both teams should be fined if you're going to fine anybody. There's my rant. So who was fined? Michigan State was fined ten thousand dollars. Okay, well that doesn't make any sense. But thank you. I mean, here's my thing: is like, if this is a tradition that happens every week at every not every week, but every home game, then I agree with you that the Michigan players should have got off the field and that they. I mean, this was a classic game of poke big brother until big brother yells at you, and then you go tattle to mom. For them, little brothers, what they was. Well, 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 I'm just saying, like, right? Well. Yeah, okay, so exactly. And then they go tattle to mom, and then the only person that gets in trouble is the person that started yelling. Right. And so I definitely agree that if both are at at fault, which I watched the video that you shared, uh, then they should both be fine. But at the same time, Michigan, they didn't play a huge role in it, but they instigated it. Right. All they had to do was walk off the field. Right, and the instigator is always the person – it's the equivalent to what Ohio State did back in it was like the eighties when they yeah, ran that's out before at, my time when they ran out it was when uh, it was when uh, Woody Hayes was still there they ran out before Michigan ran out and they ripped down the Go Blue sign and tore it down and stomped on it it's the exact same thing like okay maybe not the exact same thing but you're at you're to blame well, yeah. you're doing it. you're I trying to instigate someone when you're the away team coming into a place like that. Just honor the tradition and don't make a big deal out of it. All you right. need to do is step aside for two seconds, let them walk across the field, and that'd be it. I agree. I think it was just a rivalry thing. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand why Michigan State got fined the $10,000. Um, that didn't make much sense to me. I thought it was just it should have just been, hey, make sure you handle your teams, slap on the wrist, move on. Well, I mean, I, I think the person that threw the biggest temper tantrum was, you know, go out there in the middle of the field trying to mess up the the logo in the middle of the field like why isn't why isn't he being reprimanded for anything? He was reprimanded. Yeah, but what was his like what was his it's punishment? It means like, hey, don't do that again. That's I essentially mean, what it is. I mean, it's it's at, a scold. You did something. Yeah, bad. but at the end of the day, like did he really learn anything from it? I mean, at at the end of the day, this is a tradition that happens. This guy got in the way. He should have just moved, and instead of just moving, he then got 
caught up in the middle of it and then had a temper tantrum in the middle of the field stating, like, this is unfair, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to mess up your logo, blah, 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 blah. Like, are but, we, are we but five? Again, but again, what's worse to me, though, than that is then the head coach getting up on there right. and not taking any blame, but then making a huge thing about it, not just on the day of the game, but then on the Monday press conference afterwards, also bringing it up again and throwing the other coach under the bus. Right, and I definitely think Harbaugh should have some responsibility in that because, I mean, as a coach, you're essentially the daddy, and as the daddy, you have to take care of your kids. And if you're not teaching you your kids— you say dad and not daddy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sounds weird. He's the daddy. And as daddy— <laughs> If you aren't responsible for your kids and you're not teaching them from right from wrong, then at the end of the day, you're wrong. Right. However, all this being said, I got that pick right. <laughs> you may have been the only one. In I our, was the only one. On our, uh, <laughs> may have been the so one. on our family pick, I'm, that's, I'm trying to move the rankings in that, and I, I, I picked Michigan to be Michigan State in the family rankings. Oh, <laughs> he, oh, oh man. Oh. Interesting. Going against his morals. Interesting. Well, I think well, you guys wrapped it up pretty good on that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess not much. We're Didn't talk about the game hardly at all. Oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. What, what were you going to say next? What, uh, what's what's next on the battle? We're, we're not going to talk about Clemson. Oh, oh, that game. That's oh. just going to make us look even worse for most of us. Oh, yeah, 40 to 7. Oh, yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. What, what NC was the State, other thing of course, I said letting us down. So. They, who'd they play, Virginia? NC State. NC State. And who was ranked? And undefeated. And undefeated, yeah. And I and I said if this was the year that they were going to blow them out, it was going to be this year. And they did. So and they Oh, did. and I have also changed uh, my Heisman. Are you going? Trevor Lawrence. No, you're It's not, not Trevor Lawrence. You're it is a Clemson back? player. You're going with the running back. Travis Etienne. He's got 14 rushing touchdowns this season, 800 rushing yards. Well, Todd Gurley laughs at him <laughs> and says, I did it in less games. Uh, and and he's averaging eight yards a carry. So, Ooh. yeah. So All right, I'm going then. with Travis. We gotta hurry up here. I just realized what time it is. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna go with that. So we're gonna change that. Uh, oh, any thoughts on uh, real quick? Any thoughts on that Ohio State game? Basically I was getting blown up by Purdue. Shocked. Purdue shocked was pumped that. up beyond belief, and Ohio State came in extremely flat and underwhelming. Well, I'm seeing more and more that Haskins is good, but he's not great. I'm it's exploitable. I say I'm seeing that more and more. Um, and, and once again, Ohio State has yet to have a guy that is tr- like truly special. Braxton Miller, exploitable. A lot of, lot of good, really good athletes. JT at Barrett, yep. a lot of good athletes at quarterback, but they haven't had the true passers. Right. JT Barrett, good quarterback, good college quarterback, not special. So I think Haskins once again, really good quarterback in college, but not special. Sorry, Luke Hartman. Love you, buddy. But he's just he's he's not special either. Spoke to him on the phone the other day. <laughs> All right, and for time purposes here, because I went too long on my mm-hmm. hatred talk there, I apologize. We'll go ahead and do our eight week picks. Pick week eight, week uh, no, this is is this week nine or oh, eight? Week, this is actually week nine. This is week yes. nine. So week yeah, nine. we're gonna go with week day. nine. Uh, can you actually update us on the rankings real quick on those on those stats? They they're updated there. Uh, um, so Thomas, me and you are tied at twenty seven yeah. and sixteen. Jared close behind at twenty five and eighteen. And Peyton caught up a little bit, 23 and 20. And All I'm right. still winning. And you're still winning at right. zero and zero. Okay. Yeah, I caught up big time <laughs> <laughs> because I had four I had four wins this yeah, week. Yeah, we had not that many. Actually, so. five wins. I was five <laughs> and one this week. So, all right, I'm going to uh, go right down the line here. And so Clemson, Florida State, I'm going to take Clemson. Uh, number nine, Florida. At number seven, Georgia, I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to take number 17, Penn State at home against uh, number 18, Iowa. I'm going to take Stanford at home over Washington. And I'm going to take North Carolina State over Syracuse. Oh, interesting. Go Pack. Um, I'm going to go from the bottom up. I'm actually going to take Syracuse at home. Uh, Syracuse is is a good team. They are. They're orange. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I I think it will be a fight. But I'm going to go with Syracuse in a close one. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington State um, in, in that game against Stanford, although I do think it has potential upset written all over it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, away teams this week. Iowa's good, like sneaky good. I'm going with Iowa over Penn State here, um, and I know Penn State was my team at the beginning of the year, but Penn State struggled against Indiana. Who Indiana's getting much better each and every season. Uh, I know Nate Street's going to have my head, but um, 
I Iowa is sneaky good right now. I, I really like Iowa, so I'm I'm going with them. Their defense is ranked top five in the country. Um, Penn State's offense I- is very good, but they're not as good as we thought they were going to be, um, and their defense has struggled a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. I, I like Iowa in this in this matchup. Um, and then I'm going to go with – I will say Georgia. Uh, so that's my one home team I'm going with um, this week. And then uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. However, I do think that that game could potentially be close. It's one way or the other. I think it's either going to be a close game or it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I don't really see uh, much in between there. But Did you pick Penn State or – I picked Iowa. Iowa. And what was the one? Stanford, I picked Washington? Jo- so I picked Washington State, Syracuse, Iowa, Georgia, gotcha. and Clemson. There Basically, if you get these right and I get these wrong, you're in first place. Or just kidding. So ah. I'm always right. the winner. I am Thomas? not texting. I'm, I'm writing these down. Okay. Because my computer is whack. All right. So let's go. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson as well. I... Learned Put your it lesson. there because it could have been a trap game, but yes, learn my lesson. <laughs> just Clemson kidding, is I'm not just losing kidding. this game. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence looked really good. Yeah, really, I'm really good. I'm, I'm not. Offense. I'm not trying to be. No, I'm you're. Me- I'm messing with you guys. What uh, happened uh, to the original quarterback for Clemson? He decided where he was going yet? He, was he has at not. UNC, which is actually, eh. I saw he visited two SEC schools: Arkansas and Missouri. Uh, Arkansas because of Chad Morris, because he was with uh, Clemson when Kelly Bryant was coming in. So he has a lot of respect for Chad Morris, and then he has said he's supposed mm-hmm. to go to Missouri for a check as well. So I had uh, I'll pick Clemson. I'll pick Georgia. Georgia's better than Florida, hopefully. I will pick Penn State. I'm close. I'm close on that Iowa game. I will pick Penn State. I don't feel good about it. I do <laughs> not feel good about it. Uh, NC State, y- you got to give me something, hopefully. Don't let me down two weeks in a row, which they probably will. Dungy. And... Uh, the last game there, Washington State at Stanford. It's tough. That's tough. Washington State had a really good win last week. Against I Oregon. I think we, got all, we all, all got wrong. All of us got wrong. Go yeah, trees. Oregon I was really surprised about. Um, maybe they were probably pumped up for having college game day there for the first time. Let's go Stanford. Washington State's quarterback is is actually very yeah. good. And yeah. last yeah. time Stanford went up against a good quarterback, they struggled a book from Notre Dame. So I, s- I see them potentially struggling again. All right. All right. All right, fellas. Well, look at that. We rushed through that at the end there, but library closes in like four minutes. That so felt like <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. That really did. Well, thank you for tuning in. Those of you who were watching live on Facebook Live, thank you so much. Um, those of you who are listening on podcast, thank you. Make sure to like and subscribe and review and comment and all different ways on Facebook and on uh, maybe eventually Twitter and maybe eventually on Instagram, but definitely on iTunes and uh, Google Play and all of those other outlooks. We are there. Thank you so much. Down in flames.